Today's guest is Martin Anderson Klutz. He's a senior solutions engineer at Acquia and is a triple certified Drupal expert for Drupal 7, 8, and 9, and probably 10 very soon, so we'll change to quadruple. Uh, and among a variety of other certifications that he's uh, sought out, and he's been a member of the Drupal community for about 17 years. And I'm looking forward to this conversation, Martin. Uh, thank you for joining me today. Glad to be here. So for those who have never met you, share a bit about your background. Where are you from, who you are, and what you do? So I was actually born in the U.S., but really grew up in Montreal. And then since I went to school, I've been living actually in Ontario, which is a little bit Western Canada. I would say I kind of, I would say accidentally found my way into sort of, you know, technology-related fields. I think all through, you know, my education, I was always kind of interested in the balance of kind of, you know, um, like math and programming, technology in general, but also like art and, and creative pursuits. And then after I got out of school, I think I actually probably earned my keep mostly in more of the creative side of things. But I think I always tried to bring some sort of, you know, technical uh, problem solving to, to different things. And then eventually I started getting really interested in web development. And I think what happened is that at the time, just where I was living and, and sort of the, the group of people I was working with, that there were technical problems that I wanted solved and I didn't know people who could solve them. And so eventually I just kept, you know, going deeper and deeper down that rabbit hole and figuring out how to solve, you know, more and more complex problems. And uh, and ironically, actually, as part of the, the community, I've run into a number of people that kind of followed a very similar path, you know, people who started off like, making a personal website or about video games and the ones they were passionate about. And then eventually, you know, figured out how to do more and more complex things and, you know, started writing core contributions for Drupal and different things. So I think it's, it's actually not that uncommon, but, um, but yeah, I would say looking back that, that it, it's certainly not a place that I had sort of aspired to and sort of, you know, diligently followed a, a pre-planned series of steps to get where I am today. Um, I think in terms of actually the the way that I earn my keep today is actually in, excuse me, more of a sales focused role in the sense that uh, as a as a solutions en engineer in the Acquia pre-sales team, my job is really, I would say, kind of an intersection between technology and storytelling. So it's mm -hmm. it's not so much about showing the the features of different products, but but really about being able to to a have the empathy to understand. What are kind of the pain points for a particular, you know, either person or group or company, and then really being able to connect those to the technical features that are, are going to deliver a solution for them, right? To, to ease those pain points or even unlock new capabilities to, to help them drive business growth. So um, I find that really interesting. And and as I say, to me, the, the human part of that is, is, I think, really, really interesting. No, oh, that is very interesting. In in my uh, in my organization, we call that solutions architecture. So it makes sense. It's got that solutions in there, and it's very similar, right? Having to figure out what is it they need. How do I express uh, in uh, as as technical but non technical means possible, so that the business uh, person knows what we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And and also, you end up speaking to a variety of different people, right? So some conversations are very technical because it actually is a technical team that you're talking to. And then sometimes it's more marketing focused people. And so you really have to sort of tailor the language and explain things in a different way. And then sometimes it's it's a balance in the same meeting, right? And so you're sort of answering technical questions, but also trying to make sure that 
that the people who aren't technical don't feel like you know they're they're listening to a, a gibberish conversation. Sure. So let's roll it back a bit. Um, back when you were you know finishing whatever primary school or high school whatever whatever it is for for where you were living, uh, and you were deciding on a career, what did that look like for you? What did you what did you do for, uh, out of out of the? Did you go into education into college first? So I did go to college. Uh, and again, it was interesting because even then I really didn't have any clear idea of of what I wanted to do. I think I took sort of um, like a business administration type course because it seemed safe, even though when I eventually graduated, I think I discovered it was the opposite because it actually hadn't specifically qualified me for anything. And so, um, you know, it was actually a challenge once I, once I graduated on that front. But eventually I, I sort of managed to get a foothold doing uh, a few different things. I was at, like a media buyer actually was kind of my first job out of school. And then from there started doing some design work. And it was really while I, while I was doing more design work that I started getting into the web development side of things. And, and that's, you know, I think from a technical perspective, um, probably what brought me to, to where I am today. So how did you end up landing that first, you know, technical job then? So what happened was I was working as a designer at an agency as the web was really starting to take off. And I think one of my coworkers had sent me a link to a, uh, I think it was like a bank website in Belgium or something like that, but it was all built in flash. So it was all like, you know, yeah. glossy animations and exciting. And it was like, wow, this is just like, unlike anything I had ever seen before. And so uh, it was really interesting to, to start to play with that technology. And again, I think, Particularly Flash was was a really interesting technology because it was a nice blend of sort of, you know, creative and visual things. But then there was sort of that programming underlayer where you could do some very uh, interesting and complex things there as well. Wow. Yeah, uh, that, that takes me back. Flash. I remember uh, right. experimenting with it myself, uh, trying to figure out how to make it. I'm a non-creative, so I don't have that design aspect. So as a non-creative, I knew the code side of it pretty well. And uh, create the, the the part you needed to have creativity was always a struggle for me. But um, that's interesting. So, uh, I mean, you're in the Drupal world now. How did how did you go? Is it because you stumbled and were looking at the communities online and trying to learn? Is that how you found Drupal? So what happened was, I think it was I think it was the agency after that that I was working at, and. There was a customer that they had already been working with on sort of, you know, design type projects, but they had kind of an RFP out for a website and the the customer was in automotive casting. And so they had plants in Hungary and China, but their main markets were kind of the US, Germany and Japan. And so they needed a website that was going to do five languages and version control across all those. And up to then, I had been building websites that people could sort of update themselves. So it was sort of a home-built CMS that I had been using. And I thought, I, I don't want any part of having to build a website that can do version control and, and a bunch of other things across five languages. So I went online, did some poking around, and Drupal seemed like it was the, the best multilingual website or, or CMS that I could find. And once I got started using it, it just seemed to click. You know, the way that it that it worked seemed like it was not always easy to customize. I mean, I you know, uh, confession hacked core. You know, on my very first web project, which is sort of the like the cardinal sin of probably every open source CMS. But uh, but yeah, it, it seemed like it was 
fairly intuitive to work with and and you know I could sort of wrap my head around how it worked at, at a pretty deep level and and so I just kept using it and sort of going deeper and deeper. Interesting. And, and, and isolating out, I mean, there are a lot of competing technologies now, but back, I would say Drupal has kind of been the powerhouse in that space. And, and it's still, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, since you're you're the certified expert, it's still leveraging PHP, right? As it's Absolutely, still yeah, PHP. Which is, a very, which is a very strong language and easy to use. Yeah, it's, PHP is interesting because it's a language that people are in the habit of saying is dead, even though it continues to be the most popular web development language. So. Right. Um, schools, I think, don't often want to teach it because they, you know, they think they should focus on, you know, more modern languages like you know, Rust and some other things that are, you know, exciting and there's some cool stuff going on. But if you have a solid grasp of PHP, you know, career wise, there's a lot of opportunity out there for sure. Yeah, it is surprising to me. Uh, I, I used to do PHP development a long time ago, and it's surprising to me how resilient it has been. But it, it helps when it's inside a product such as Drupal right? Kind of under the hood and and helps uh, keep it alive, if you will. Uh, I don't know of anybody who's just straight out doing PHP websites by on its own. Uh, but, the, you know, I mean, there's always the the hobbyist and, and, and whatnot. Well, I think PHP is underlying, as you say, a bunch of other things, right? Yeah. So like, there's also like Laravel and a bunch of other frameworks that, yep. you know, deep down are PHP, even though people aren't necessarily writing sort of what at first glance would look like native PHP. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, and, and then what brought you to, to, to like get so in depth into Drupal that you're, you know, triple certified. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a level of devotion in technology. Even not every technologist I know has, right. Uh, we do a lot of broad spectrum, um, things, but to get so deep in one specific technology, that's, that's, I mean, there's a lot of positive benefits to that. What, what decision, what, you know, brought you to that? So I, the truth is that actually, I spent a period of time actually away from Drupal, okay. but I had sort of kept a channel of communication open with another local agency and they had, had gone hard on, on Drupal and basically adopted that as their, their default, maybe even exclusive platform for building websites. And so eventually I decided I would sort of move back in that direction and joined on. And, and so they had a really solid team and it was, it was amazing because when I had been using Drupal before, it was easy to sort of get stuck and run into a problem that, you know, I would have to sort of like keep scouring the internet and try a bunch of different problems. And then when you've got a team that are, are so, you know, incredibly smart and have also like, there's a, a sizable pool of experience there. Then when you run into something that's a roadblock, you can say, Hey, has anybody run into this? And then there's somebody who can say, Oh yeah, you know, I ran into that or there's this module or like, here's how to fix it. Or like, look at this project and there's some code that, We'll probably get you halfway there or something. And so to to be able to collaborate with people who themselves are are have a, a ton of expertise, I think to me that was was kind of the game changer. It didn't hurt that that they themselves also saw a lot of value in terms of having those certifications kind of as a marketing right. piece to be able to go out and say, like, you know, we're the Drupal experts and look at the, you know, I think at one point they had seven. Drupal they, back then they were called grandmasters and you know so they would sort of like trot us out like show ponies in a way uh so for, from their standpoint it was a it was a good marketing tactic but from our standpoint you know I got a lot out of doing those tests and studying for them and um and eventually I think that also got me down the path of of having kind of Drupal projects that I started myself and and 
I think that to me has been a really enriching way to engage with the community as well, because um, I like having kind of a small, small sphere of influence where I can have, I don't want to say total control, but basically I get to make the decisions around like what features make it in and which ones I'm not going to bother with and, and those kinds of things. Um, but I'm also helping people with problems that, you know, like I've collaborated with, you know, people in Germany and India and, you know, all kinds of different places. And so it's, it's interesting to to work with people who have all of these, you know, different perspective on on things, but are also still willing to contribute their own expertise to, you know, collectively making some of these capabilities better over time. Yeah, I would say that's, you know, I've been in IT myself for a very long period, and that's something I've always loved about IT communities is you find something, a product, a lot, a lot of times around a product that people uh, love, then there's a community, if there's a vibrant community, the interaction you get is beyond anything else. And like you said, uh, overseas and different places and the, the, the you know, sharing, I, I self-taught myself software development and coding and uh, the, you know, Google and, and Reddit, well, Reddit wasn't here then there, you know, new, you know, Usenet and a bunch of other things, right. To uh, go and, spike up your knowledge and so to the point where you're finally like oh good i get to answer a question uh, which is a great feeling so uh what, what's and you mentioned a variety of other uh certifications what uh, just out of curiosity what other areas you know certifications have you have you pursued so even before i started using drupal i actually got a php certification back then oh. it was zen certified engineer um, when I was working actually at the Drupal agency, at one point they decided to do a round of usability certifications. So with the Nielsen Norman group, yeah. and that was fascinating. Lots of, of great takeaways. And, and I think it, it gives you an, a different perspective in terms of how to build features and really having that understanding of the end user and, and some of the challenges that people have, you know, in terms of accessibility, but just in terms of like, you know, cognitive load and, and making things so that they're kind of more effortless in general in terms of how people can interact with them. And so I think that's been really valuable. And then as part of Acquia, there's also just, you know, the, Drupal is kind of their main focus, but then they also have sort of products to expand out the, the capabilities for enterprise customers. So for things like personalization, marketing automation, uh, now they have like a customer data platform. Uh, so there's kind of a variety of sort of additional products that, Help to to sort of round out the the marketing stack. Oh, that's, that's that makes a lot of sense. Um, so so as you've gone through your career and in, in and you've done a lot of this the education the way you have in the community you're participating in, what's something you've run into that you wish you know we would just do differently, do better or differently? You know, um, I don't I don't know what that would be for you. So I'm I'm very curious. So I I mean I feel like. To be honest, I've been pretty pr privileged in terms of getting a lot of opportunities where I worry that today people coming into the market have a harder time being able to pursue things just because it's something that they think is really interesting. You know, you hear these horror stories of like, you know, somebody hiring for a, you know, Rust engineer, which is A, very specific, and then they want like eight years of experience when it's only been around for six years. And, you know, all, all of these ridiculous things where they want people to be so hyper-specialized, where I think a lot of times people are better engineers because they have different interests and they can draw inspiration from different areas. And so that's, that's kind of the thing that I'm worried about, I would say, in terms of where we are today, is that it, it feels like there are a lot of companies that 
that just want everybody to be very, very siloed in terms of the skills that they have. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah. And where are, where are the entry level jobs, right? I, I hardly ever see a job that doesn't ask for multiple years of experience. Right. Um, and, and maybe that's the, the hyper focus of I'm just trying to get my project done. But at the same time, that doesn't provide an opportunity for um, new thought patterns. And, uh, you know, I, I love working with uh, younger people early in their career because they just have a different way of thinking about things than I do. I'm stuck in my ways, if you will. Um, yeah, absolutely. So the, the one agency that I worked at actually uh, used to do a lot of co-op work, which was really interesting. So even uh -huh. while people are still in school, you know, teaching them Drupal, but then, as you say, also being able to see sort of, you know, the fresh perspectives. And then particularly because, you know, they were learning lots of other things in college, you know, they, they would definitely bring sort of, you know, different ideas to some of the work that they were doing. Yeah, it's interesting. And then you and I talked a bit of that, that just IT change in general, right? Is there anything uh, that you see in, in, in that space that um, you'd like to just kind of you know, talk about a little bit? Well, so I think that probably the two big trends that I see right now, so, and this is, again, not specific to IT, but remote work is is such a huge topic right now. And I feel like, particularly for those of us who are privileged to work in pretty technical fields, most times, that's work that's very easy to do remotely. And so the, I think there's an interesting sort of dynamic right now, because there's a lot of pressure, I think, particularly from kind of, you know, mid-management up, they feel safer having, you know, halls that they can walk around and see people at their keyboards. And they assume that because people are at their desk, that that means they're being productive. Even though I know at the, again, the, the last agency that I was at, when, um, when COVID hit and we all went into lockdown, actually the first six months after that, they found that productivity had significantly increased while everybody was working remotely. And I mean, there's a variety of factors there, but uh, but I think there's it's it's a misnomer to think that, you know, remote work is the antithesis of productivity. Um, and I think, you know, certainly within the Drupal sphere, I can think of a number of sizable organizations that have always been 100% remote. And so, you know, the idea that it's not a workable approach, I think has been proven wrong. Um, but we're at a point where there's this, there's a definite tension there. And, and it'll be interesting to see sort of how that plays out, I think, in the coming months. So I feel like that's a set of changes that that's probably well underway. Mm -hmm. The thing that I've been looking at recently is, is the maturation of AI and how that's starting to infuse itself into different areas. And I saw recently that somebody had actually used, you know, one of these, these AI bots to, to actually write a Drupal module. Oh, wow. Which was which was pretty interesting, right? And you know, obviously, I wouldn't want you know all Drupal development to be done by machines. Um, <laughs> but I think there's there's also potentially an argument to say you know some of the you know the boilerplate pieces you could say yeah spin up a, a module that has these elements and then you know whatever, 30 seconds later, you can go in and actually start working on the hard problems or, you know, being able to apply some of the creativity, which is where I think, you know, people really do their best work. So so potentially there's sort of, you know, uh, a marriage of those two things that that could be really interesting if as long as, you know, I, I would say, you know, socially, we can find the right balance of like, you know, not allowing, you know, people to, to try and use automation as a way to basically like replace everyone. Right. So as sure. long as it's used to, to, um, 
to take away sort of the you know the drudgery and and those kinds of things and free people up to to really spend their time on on the parts where they can really apply their um their skills better um i think that could be really exciting yeah i think every software developer would welcome a bot to document their code for them yeah absolutely (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's, yeah, that's interesting. I, I hadn't seen that about Drupal. I have seen that on a few other languages. I think, I think GitLabs has some sort of like uh co-pilot functionality that can write some code. So you're right. That's definitely a trend that's out there and there's, you know, uh, results vary on the output that they produce, which, um, is good for us, right? That means uh, they won't take our jobs, but at the same time, uh, I can see your point. Like that's, that's a, uh, a force multiplier that's been talked about a, a, a lot about AI is how can it get rid of some lower level tasks so that you know us humans can be released to the up to the higher the higher thought patterns that need to be you know employed for a given project. Absolutely. So what's uh, what's next for you, Martin? Uh, as you look to the new year, uh, is there anything big coming up for you? More certifications. I actually was uh, was working on some new ones today, and I've got some more planned in the new year. So that's definitely going to be a continuing trend. But I mean, I feel like more generally, probably everybody in the technology space has has to be today. I think you know, investing in themselves and yeah. working at learning whether or not they get you know some kind of a you know degree or a piece of paper. Um, you know, always developing skills, keeping their eye on the horizon for what's coming next. Uh, from a technology standpoint, is I think it, important for everybody. Um, and then from there, it's hard to say. I mean, I feel like as you know, as we talked about at the start, it, I ha- certainly haven't gotten where I am today through some sort of you know disciplined plan. And and in terms of moving ahead, if I was doing the same thing I'm doing today two years from now, I'd be happy with that. Um, you know, there are definitely other ways of being active potentially in like the Drupal community. So. Um, you know, maybe there's there's potential there. There's there's definitely, you know, of the, the projects that I maintain, some things that would be interesting to work on. Um, doing more car, core contributions would be interesting um, in terms of sort of, you know, how I earn my paycheck. Um, I definitely could see that evolving in a, a bunch of different ways. I've seen people go from pre-sales into like, you know, product marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've even, you know, entertained the thought of going into back into more of like a pure development role. So, you know, honestly, it. I would say the way my career has evolved is just sort of, you know, following my interests and see where that takes me. Well, those, that's good advice for anybody who's looking at their career. And well, I want to just thank you, Martin, for coming on the podcast today. This has been an awesome conversation. Great. Well, thanks for having me.